Joshua's back. Back again. Joshua's back. Tell a friend. The Bills got out to a huge lead on the Steelers, put this one away, and now the red-hot uh, heartthrob of the NFL advances to post-rival Kansas City in the next round. Can they do it? And how good did they look in this thorough thrashing of Pittsburgh? Yet again, many of you doubted. And yet again, the man known as Baker Bay proved Philly wrong as Philly visits Tampa and Baker does what Baker does best. How do the Eagles bounce back from thrashing and at the Ray J? All that plus a little preview action of the divisional round. The Sunday Scaries with Bucks McGee wraps up an eventful and often lopsided wild You gotta give credit where credit is due. For months I called them fraudulent, but fraudulent no more. Buffalo handled business against Clark Kent and the Pittsburgh Steelers and Nutmeg, here we are, here to discuss the ramifications of Pittsburgh's demise at the hand of the Buffalo Bills. How are we doing, sir? want to get the juices flowing a little bit and we'll talk uh, to do that we'll talk uh, we'll wrap up one of your favorite topics this season that is the Buffalo Bills and uh, I guess the Josh Allen show has returned <laughs> I don't even know if I don't Pittsburgh just didn't show up I just don't know what happened here it just gotta give credit where credit is due Josh Allen you know, did his thing, and Buffalo's moving on. Yeah, four total touchdowns, three through the air, uh, a couple of rainbow fashion, one on the ground. He showed off his legs for a good, I don't know, 30-something yards or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, that they, they jumped out to an early 21-0 lead. Uh, Pittsburgh got back in, started to claw back in, but by that point, it was almost just a formality at that point. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's not so much to break down about as far as what the Bills did right because they pretty much did everything right and the Steelers couldn't do a darn thing right. But let's um, so let's talk uh, this kind of golden road that's been laid out for the um, for the Bills as far as the, the matchups that they uh, that, that they've been um, presented with. I got to give them credit. You know, I've, I've dumped on them the whole season, no doubt about it. But, you know, they've they've really shown out. That defense has really performed, you know, minus all the injuries they've had. They've really stepped up. You, you know, James Cook is actually running the ball. It's like they have a run game now. You know, for three quarters of the season, we were like, James Cook, who, what, where? But, you know, he showed up. Um... At the end of the day, I just don't. I think Pittsburgh just didn't have the pieces. I think losing T.J. Watt was just. At the end of the day, that was the difference. You know, they had no real rush, and Buffalo was just able to do what they do. And you gotta give them, gotta give them props. Yeah, 
now that's like they that not only did they close out the season with you know a Dallas team that a few weeks a few weeks back into the season that you didn't know which one was going to show up a Dolphins mm-hmm. team that was up and down you didn't know which team that uh, they were going you were going to get out of them um, right. then they get this first round game against the Steelers who minus their best best defensive player probably their best player overall and uh, kind of being held together with uh, paper with uh, paper sticks and, uh, and scotch tape basically yeah. so they, they kind of lucked out with that matchup and now they get Kansas City in the next round uh, with you know to uh, this is to all the league's delight with the, the star studded uh, sparkles in their eyes but mm-hmm. at the same time, this is a Kansas City team that's um, not like we like we always like we said all season, not the Chiefs team everyone's used to seeing. Uh, so exactly, they really almost get this like perfect path paved to championships. Under no, they they definitely do. Um, I think this is the matchup that everybody wants to see because this is Kansas City's first, you know, trip. Out of Arrowhead, you know, everyone's talking about it. Like, now, you know, Mahomes has to prove it on the road. He's been able to, you know, for years, you know, play in the confines, you know, of Arrowhead. Now he's got to go out on the, on the road and, you know, put on a shelf. So it's a situation of, is this Buffalo's best chance to dethrone Kansas City? I you know, would say, yeah. <laughs> you know. The cards are laid out perfectly for him. If if Buffalo can't do it, then Buffalo will never do it. No. I don't think they ever will. Like it's been laid out perfectly for him. So it's up to Buffalo to really handle business. And you know, it's going to be a great game to watch, no doubt. But yeah, Buffalo has been Buffalo has earned the the perfect and maybe the you don't want to say easiest, but the the best route. To, you know, championship Sunday. Now they just got to perform. Yeah, especially if you know, let, let, let's say Baltimore's rusty or Lamar's playoff demons return and Houston stays hot and they get another home game after that. Uh, yeah, it's really it, that silver platter. You know, here's 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 the baseball on a on a tee. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, like you said, you don't you don't know what Houston's going to do. Maybe Houston goes into Baltimore and just lays them out. And then it's like, all right, so is it Houston versus Buffalo? Or is Houston the little engine that could and literally has a magical run to the Super Bowl? Like, like, let's be real. At this point, it's not out of the realm of possibility. At this point, as much as 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 I hate seeing a division rival do well, it's the only team I can kind of stand at the moment. You know, at this point, you would, I think you would be like, you know what? All right, let, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, to take down literally Kansas City or, you know, Baltimore or whoever comes out of this is something impressive. So it's going to be fun to see, but it's Buffalo has the chance. It's just whether they, you know, did they basically shoot, the, shoot their shot here in this game and now it's going to be a hangover next game? We don't know, but... If you got Mahomes coming to town, you better handle your business. Yeah. Uh, where do the Steelers go from here? Do they just kind of have to uh, dust their shoulders off and be like, hey, we kind of dug ourselves out of a hole here. We, we went through a revolving door of quarterbacks. 
we should probably just be happy with uh, with with the fact that um, with the fact that we got this far, uh, or do they have significant, especially minus CJ Watt, or are there actually significant issues that we should work on? Well, I think there's a lot more to it. If you watched, you know, the um, press conference after the game with Mike Tomlin. Someone that was someone was asking him the question, Mike. You've got one year left on your contract. He walked out. He he walks out of he walks out of the press conference. So it's a situation of either he's like, you know what, I'm tired of answering these questions. I'm here for the long term, or he's like, I don't want to touch it. And maybe he's not there next year. You know, it's one year left. Like, and you know, everyone wants to you know and give him his props. You know. No losing seasons in his career, but, you know, that Super Bowl is long gone. You can't really hang your hat on that anymore. When you want to talk about his career in totality, then, yeah, you can bring up that Super Bowl, but that Super Bowl was a long time ago. So it's the NFL, as we all know, is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And, you know, it's a situation where maybe he's just burnt. Maybe he wants to change a pace. Who knows? But I think that's an issue. Uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett comes back, you know, next year. I assume he's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got pieces there, but is this a Steelers team where you could say is going to be an elite AFC team, or are they just going to be a team that just makes the playoffs and gets bounced in the first round? Like, that lineup really doesn't scare you. The run game was barely adequate so no there's a lot of questions that they really need to answer but I think the first question is is, is Tomlin come back and you'd think it's a funny interaction because you would think that coaches would want a distraction from a loss like that where you were kind of taking the woodshed a little bit at least for the most of the most of the game mm-hmm. uh, you think you think they'd almost welcome a distraction but I guess that wasn't quite the distraction that Tomlin wanted to be asked no, I think, and, and I can respect it. Like, that's that's really not the place for the question. You know, like, he's dealing with the fact that, you know, you got bounced off the playoffs again, and, you know, now people are going to talk and say, all right, you're the, what are you, the best regular season coach of all time because, you, you, you know, you're not really doing it in the playoffs anymore. So I think he doesn't want to talk about himself, which I can respect. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of questions in Pittsburgh, and they're really going to have to start answering them relatively soon. That almost is uh, reminiscent of the uh, Roy Williams moment after Kansas City lost the national championship game, and Tracy Wilson asked him, "You didn't take the Carolina job?" Yeah, but exactly. He snapped at her, and then you know, five weeks later, took the Carolina job. <laughs> Yeah, because we all, we all knew he was going to Carolina, but, you know, we had to play it off and be like, well, how dare you ask that question, blah, blah, blah. And then, like you said, week later, there he is. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he probably onto something with just time and a place, and that obviously wasn't it, and he wasn't going to have it. Exactly. After a playoff loss, no one wants to hear that question. You know, and I can respect that, but – it is a question that will have to be answered, and he will have he will have to answer it at some point. I will give sir, I, I will give you your moment in the sun right now because the Bucks closed this one out wire to wire. This game was never in doubt, and this was a very fitting way to end the Eagles' uh, season in which one in which that now closes out 
losing six of their final seven and very much looked like a dismantled uh, shell of them former self. So, sir, the floor is yours. How does it feel to advance for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers to advance past the first round of playoffs? Uh, I usually, and I always started off this way. Oh, man. Some people said three wins at best. Top five pick in the draft. Team had no talent whatsoever. But lo and behold, there was a little man known as Baker Mayfield. And he was the little engine that could. Those who doubted him and these Buccaneers, enjoy your crow because now they are on to the divisional round. Everything after this is gravy. Um, this has probably been the best season of football that I've ever experienced. And not make you know how far we go with this. Um, you know, the man, can't see him, but to my to my left, the, the goat, you know, ride and died with him from the beginning to the end. That jersey over your other shoulder. <laughs> the jersey right there, we know. Um, but this season has been unreal, and this team has just been, from where they were at the beginning of the season to where they are now, it's just been, it's been unbelievable. Um, they handled their business. You know, the Eagles have a lot of issues. I don't know what's going on. I thought it was going to be a lot closer than what it was. So I know, you know, Hurts had the, you know, the finger issue and stuff, but, you know, A.J. Brown wasn't there. But still, like, this team just, it just seemed like they phoned it in and just didn't have it. Their defense played, you know, their line played well. I'll give them that. You know, they didn't, you know, for the most part, they got to Baker a couple times. I'll give them that. But I think you're going to see this Eagles team totally different personnel-wise. Uh, I think there's going to be questions about Sirianni. But at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Baker Bay, 300-plus yards, three tutties, can't complain. And that defense, that Tampa defense, played extremely well. Very impressed. Levante David and the boys. So we're going to Detroit. Yeah, you know, you can't, like you said with A.J. Brown, you can't even necessarily say that receiver was a hurt position in this one because Devontae Smith, you know, the often invisible Devontae Smith this season, had almost 100 yards before halftime. <laughs> well, that's the problem. It's like they never, like during the season, it was like A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown, and oh, yeah, by the way, garbage time. Here you go, Devontae. Here's some balls for you. Or one and, game out of six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the run game, they just they just abandoned the run game, which surprised me. I thought there would have been a lot more, you know, the, you know, a lot more swift and such. But they just said, nope, we'll run it a couple times. But it's going to be on, you know, Jalen Hurts, and Hurts just couldn't handle the couldn't handle the blitz. And Tampa goes on. This um was uh, we as we spoke numerous times in the past this was and i think uh as we've also said in the past this was a rewarding season for you because it was such an emotional roller coaster and you didn't you never really got a grasp of how good this team was or how bad this team was because they were they one week they were completely in and then the next week they're completely out of it and then rinse repeat um so this and so what what was your kind of take as far as what you saw from them here against the Eagles as far as um, compared to how the season went as a whole, up, down, like like 
what parts of this team from early on September, October, when they were uh, out of the out of the gates hot and then struggling, to now you think overall improved to get them to this point? Honestly, and I think I'm going to be honest, Baker, Baker Mayfield. It's just he grew with this team and. The offense just played to his strengths. Like, you can say what you want about Baker Mayfield, but the guy just guts it out, and people want to play with him. You know, he never blames anybody else. You know, if a play goes bad or a series goes bad, if you're watching the games, you see him on the sidelines, and he's always coaching up, coaching up. He's never out of it. And you could tell that he had fun this season as opposed to what the last couple years have been. And I think he's truly found a home in Tampa. Uh, he fits what they do. Uh, it's just an overall, this team, I think, believes in him and is willing to ride with him. So um, Mike Evans had some drops tonight, which, you know, was a little concerning to me. Hopefully, you know, that gets cleaned up, you know, for next week. But Kate Auden, you know, he had some drops, but he also showed out. And, you know, Trey Palmer, you know, showed you know, had a touchdown. I think you're starting to see some of the younger guys really contribute more. And, you know, the key, again, is always going to be the run game. The run game is going to be key to this offense. So as long as we can run the ball, you know, the play action is going to be key. So it's going to be fun to see. But I also believe this defense is going to be a big part of this next game. The, you know, the, the defense was the steady hand. Uh, as, as Baker kind of had it to find these uh, groups of consistency. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. The defense, this is probably the best the defense has played all year. I just, you know, the constant blitz, which I at first wasn't a fan of. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be it's gonna be that, like, that Rams game a couple years ago where, you know, zero blitz and then, you know, they knock us out of the playoffs. But it was a situation where, you know, the blitz was – the blitz really bothered Hurts. It was really surprising to see, but this defense is very fast. They're not as big as they've been in the in years past, but they're fast. And I think that's really going to cause some trouble for some teams, you know, as we progress in the playoffs. But overall, it was an overall great team effort. Yeah, and as far as Mike Evans is concerned, with the season he had, uh, especially with the new quarterback, I think, I, I think he's uh, earned a little bit of earned a little right to kind of have an off game now. <laughs> oh, of course, you know, ten straight seasons over a thousand yards, almost a hundred touchdowns. Like, yeah, like it's totally fine because you were able you were able to go to other guys, and I think that's shown how this offense has grown. It wasn't just Mike, just you know, Chris Godwin. There were other guys who were actually stepped up, and like Odd, you know, Kate Odden. The man had like, you know, 10, 12 looks this game. You know, he was really a focal point of this offense, of the pass offense. So I think you're really going to see, you know, probably, you know, next week a lot more of that. You know, it's going to be spread around a lot more. The offensive line still needs to pick some things up, but you just take it a game at a time and, you know, you're going to Detroit. You can't knock it. How does that distribution of the offense compare to that? That of which you saw under Brady, at least in at least in the last year of his tenure, like like is that is this has this been an improvement as far as uh, sharing the ball around? It's hard to really gauge it because the offense is almost similar. Everybody, you know, 
Brady, of course, is a better overall is a better quarterback. Let's be honest. Um, they compared their stats, you know, basically their last seasons, you know, and Brady had like over 600 more yards than you know Baker had. I think Brady ended his last season at like just over 4,600. Baker just broke 4,000. Um, Brady had that ability to make those throws and those tight windows and things. I think there are times where Baker tries to and just can't. But I also think Baker's better with his legs and has that ability to pick up that first down when needed, where Brady not necessarily had that ability. So I think it comes down to Baker just being smart and not making those making those throws that he can't make and just maybe sometimes eating the ball, throwing it away, whereas Brady could make those throws. But, you know, for this offense, though, Baker, I think, is the perfect fit. Or, uh, of course, we can't end the discussion on this game without, similar, similarly to how we did with Dallas on Sunday show, uh, where does Philadelphia go here with Nick Sirianni? Because this, this team, uh, throughout this horrendous finish of the season, was extremely one-dimensional. It was the Jalen show. They were force-feeding A.J. Brown, obviously, up until this, this, this playoff game. Uh, the mm-hmm. running game disappear off the face of the earth. DeAndre Swift, who was so good early in the season, was the forgot was completely forgotten man towards the end. Uh, so like how much of that falls on the head coach and what are the odds that they just need to move on from the Syrian? I don't know, but if you were to tell me tomorrow that the Eagles move on from him, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if it was a situation where, you know, they got comfortable in who they thought they were and, you know, believed the hype and, you know, just, you know, just let it just fall apart. I don't know. It's really weird to see how this team has fallen from when they were 10 and 1 to where they were now. Like, what was the disconnect? You know, and it's got to be something in the locker room. I can't figure it out, but. You know, the end of this game, you saw, you know, Jason Kelsey, you know, he looked pretty emotional. Like, he almost felt like he was ready to say, you know what, I'm done, I'm ready to hang it up. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if that's going to be the case. They've got a lot of guys who who play, who still play at a quality level but are getting older. You know, do you go back into the battle with these guys? Or do you say, you know what, maybe it's time we've got to start looking elsewhere and start bringing the young guys up because – you don't want it to be a situation where you're hanging on too long, because unfortunately that's just the way the NFL is. You want to you want to cut sooner than later, as you know, Bill Belichick would say. Yeah. You know, you know. So you're sitting there saying, okay, what do we have for the future? If you really feel this is this is the best you've got, and you want to go one more time with these guys, then that's fine. But you got to figure out, you know, your passing game and your run game. Is for some reason Swift just fell off. Um, you had issues with AJ Brown. Um, AJ Brown gets hurt, and you know all of a sudden you come back to Devonte Smith, but he should have been one of your prime guys throughout the whole year. Goddard was up and down with injuries, so it's it's going to be interesting what Philly decides to do. The now this was kind of a fitting way, I guess, to end. Um... <laughs> to end this 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 first round of the playoffs because because all but that Detroit Lions game was a blowout or at least a game in which the the the, the prevailing team jumped out to a 
pretty substantial lead right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So what's kind of the overall result now? This is certainly not going to affect the NFL's pocketbook, despite the lack of competitiveness in these games. I'm sure every single one of them is going to be near the top of the television ratings chart. But Mm -hmm. like just as far as far as uh, quality assurance check on the lead, how 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 kind of quote unquote bad is it to have uh, these 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 games go the way they did? I don't think it's a bad thing because it wasn't like it was all the favorites. Like, like, let's be honest, you know, Green Bay, you know, blows out Dallas. No one thought, first of all, no one thought Tampa Bay was going to even be in the playoffs. And they, you know, basically handled the NFC champion today. So I, I believe that it's, it's, it's great for the NFL because you don't know, you can't guarantee that the best team necessarily is going to make it. It's whoever plays their best that day. And I think that's the way the NFL's always been. So I don't think the NFL's hurt at all. I think if there were any issues, it was just that stupid peacock fiasco, if you want to be <laughs> honest. You know, and to me, I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, if I want to watch a game, fine. I got to pay five ninety nine. It's better than me going to a bar, paying 100 bucks for food and drinks and watching it and barely being able to hear it. If I can pay five ninety nine. Watch it in my house and buy my food and drink and be happy, then I'm fine. But no, the I don't think the NFL is really hurting for this. I think they're enjoying the fact that you've got some teams in there that no one thought was going to be even close to making the playoffs. But that's just the NFL, you know. There's parity, you know. The the years of you know there only being one team that you could almost guarantee was always going to be there are over. So you don't think they're hurt by let's say the let's say a the casual fan that sees a twenty-one nothing lead, a twenty-seven nothing lead, uh, I this this one I guess was kind of close for a while, but I think at one point it was twenty-three uh, nine or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. like a, a game games like that where the casual fan turns it on, the losing seed's not really in it, and then the or, or not or just completely blown out, so they just shut the game off. Or team or fans that admit their teams aren't aren't in it. They don't have a rooting interest either for or against. So they're like, oh, okay, I'm not interested in, in this because it's not close and my team's not in it. So they just turn it off. No, because you know what it is. Those were the teams that weren't even supposed to be there. So I think it it piques the interest and says, wait a minute, this team wasn't supposed to be good. So how the heck are they beating this team that's mm-hmm. supposed to be you know the dominant team that's supposed to go far? So at that point, I think it piques the interest. It's like, okay, well, you got some teams in here that aren't good that are actually playing spoilers. So let me see why they're not supposed to be good. So no, I don't. I don't think it ruins it at all. Especially in this game's case, where people probably still expected Philadelphia to wake up. Uh, oh, definitely. I think everyone was waiting for Philly to have that to say, okay, let's wake up. You know, Baker will you know do something stupid or something will happen and all of a sudden the Eagles will be back on that train and it never happened. So I think for the casual fan, they're like, okay, well, why, why should Tampa, why is Tampa Bay good? Why is Tampa beating this team that was, you know, the NFC, you know, representative in the Super Bowl last year. One holding fall away from immortality. <laughs> Only one. <laughs> yeah. Like one point better. One, one penalty flag better. That's it. One penalty better is better than one point better. You just got to, you know. Well, as as your bucks are turning to the divisional round, let's uh, turn our attention to the divisional round. Um, yes. 
real quick, and we'll go over these more in depth before next weekend kicks off. But the weekend, the Texans get uh, that early slot yet again. <laughs> no respect for no these respect. guys, man. <laughs> like, like people are like assuming they're just gonna lose, man. Like. And you know what? They probably enjoy it. They're like, all right, fine. We'll beat whoever next and just move on. Yeah. What do you think are the odds that they could give Baltimore a run for their money? Baltimore's favored by nine in this one. It is the 430, uh, the 430 ESPN, ABC ESPN start on Saturday. Uh, is this just, are they, is this, they're obviously just continuing to play with house money, but what are the actual odds that they can give Baltimore a run for their money? I, I give them a shot. I give them a healthy shot. Let's be honest. Um, you've got, you know, CJ Stroud. He's great, man. Like he is legit. Their defense is solid. If Baltimore has an, you know, has an off game, they're ready to pounce. You know, it's great to have that week off and the buy and all that. Like that's awesome. But, you know, Baltimore's had that in the past and not exactly lit the world on fire. So I think you kind of have to be careful. If it's a situation where it's a close game, you got to give Houston the cheek. I give Houston the nod. I'm, I'm excited to see how this happens. If Houston wins this game, dude, all bets are off, man. I don't know who you're picking for the Super Bowl. Effectively, two weeks off because they, of course, they, they kind of they rested everybody in that finale against. Yeah, um, that's true. And that and that defense has does have a tough task uh, as far as shutting down Lamar Jackson. What, what's what's kind of your most obvious uh, strategy to slowing down Lamar Jackson? I've always been the proponent of keep him in the pocket and just enforce him to throw. Like he can throw, there's no doubt about it. But I'd rather him beat me with his arm than with his legs. Because if that's the case, then guys are breaking routes, and you know, next thing you know, guys are catching eighty-yard bombs off a of off of like preschool plays, you know, in the in the backyard. So I would rather him sit in the pocket and just have to actually read my defense and pick me off. If he can do that, then all the respect to him. But I don't want to scrambling Lamar. I don't want to play with that. Well, I mean, he's been beating people with his arm this year. <laughs> um. The Saturday night prime time on Fox uh, is the uh, surprising Packers going into the uh, artist formerly known as Candlestick Park. Take on the Niners. Niners are uh, early favorites by ten points. Uh, mm -hmm. That you may, and I guess people may think that's a um, like oh, so many points off a team that just whooped up on the Cowboys. I'm going to take the points on the Packers. Uh, but this also could be a reality check for Green Bay as the Niners are much more consistent than Dallas. So what do you think as far as this one shapes out? Can can the young Green Bay defense contain McCaffrey, make life miserable for Purdy, as we talked about uh, the other night? Um, what's kind of the breakdown of this one? It just depends on what Niners team comes out. If you know If it's the Niners that we know of at their best, if they come out and handle business, then this game may be over by, you know, minute of the third quarter. You know, I get, I give Green Bay much respect and all, but San Fran is just loaded. You know, they're healthy and they're loaded. But if it's a situation where, you know, San Fran just for some reason doesn't isn't clicking and, you know, Green Bay can keep it close, then at that point you've got to give them a shot. 
but it all like I said, when it comes to having that, you know, bye week off, it's how you come out. I think you really need to come out, especially your first drive, and have a have a statement and you gotta score. You gotta be able to say, you know, yeah, we were off a week or so or two because we rested the you know the final week of the season, but we are legit. We know what we're doing. We haven't rested. We're ready to go. But if you come off sloppy and, you know, the underdog is, you know, putting points up on you and next thing you know, you're down two scores, then it becomes a problem. Yeah, and that San Francisco defense is obviously a lot more stout than the Dallas defense, which at times, uh, even during the season, not just in the playoff game, had a lot of Swiss holes, Swiss cheese holes in it. Uh, so Jordan Love is going to have probably have a much more different experience as far as what he reads on the field versus what he just read versus the Cowboys. Definitely, definitely, it's going to come. It's going to definitely come down to the run game, and you know, as long as Green Bay doesn't turn the ball over, you got to give him a puncher's chance. Yeah. Well, speaking about the run game, as we turn to Sunday, your Bucks get the early slot, or I guess early-ish slot as they kick off at three o'clock. This is weird having a divisional weekend at 3 and 6.30. <laughs> right. The uh, Bucks go into the Motor City. Uh, this one is on NBC. It, the Lions are favored by 6. I think that's probably fair. But how mm -hmm. does, how, how does um, this – this is obviously a big test for the Tampa defense, which, as we said, has been the strength of the team this season. And uh, – which one's a harder test for that defense? Is it Gibson Montgomery on the ground and maybe a little bit of Gibbs in the passing game? Or is it Amon Ross St. Brown? Is it uh, Raymond? Is it Laporta? Like, is it all these weapons that Jared Goff has to play for? Let's say it's the pass game. I, I, I think it's going to be the pass game. Um, I think we, I think we'll be okay against the run, but it's definitely going to be the pass game because those guys have weapons. You know, it's going to be one of those things where you just got to minimize the damage and you know keep it close. If you know, if it's a situation where it's the fourth quarter and we're you know down by six or something, I give us a puncher's chance. But the pass game, I think, is really going to be really going to be vital in us trying to contain. But more than that, it's just going to be it's going to be the atmosphere there. You know, those you know, they've won their first playoff game in how many years? Thirty-two. Are we 30, Thirty-two. So you know that that place is going to be beyond insane for you know their second game. So it's going to be us trying not to do too much and just focusing on what we need to do. But can't rely on Jalen Hurts getting a tunnel vision against the one receiver because Jared Goff has not had tunnel vision all year, even with someone as good as Amon Ross St. Brown. Exactly. You know, Goff has really grown up from his time in L.A., so it's just going to be a situation of kind of keeping, you know, the damage to a minimum. And like I said, if it's close in the fourth quarter, then, hey, we got a puncher's chance, and you just take it and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, closing out uh, – Obviously, they put this one as the cap, the the the, the full primetime slot on Sunday at six thirty, and that is Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. As the script is reversed from years past, and not in Arrowhead in Orchard Park. Who knows what we're gonna get for weather? Uh, we'll figure that out as the week progresses. Mm -hmm. Buffalo only given only uh favored by a mere three points in this one. Um, three. That's. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I would have said six, honestly, but okay. I mean, in I guess, theory, in theory, you always give three to the home team, so the three-point line is really six. Yeah. The Mahomes factor, I guess, but um, that game generally just comes down to can can Patrick win on the road? That's what this is. This comes down to. It's their first game, you know, in the playoffs on the road. Like I said earlier, it's always been about them and Arrowhead. So now you're coming to, you know, Orchard Park. Are you going to be able to handle business? Are your guys going to catch the ball? Well, you're, you know, it's going to be, I think it comes down to the defenses. Who makes the play? Uh, you know, Buffalo's had some, had some injuries today to their defense. You know, so I, you know, they're going to have to, you know, swallow the pride and figure out what they're going to have to do. Kansas City, not necessarily the defense, but the offense. Is the offense going to be able to put some points up on the board? So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to, to that point, I almost think the Kansas City defense could be the deciding factor because the Buffalo, Buffalo's defense, injuries or not, has a bit of a, a bit of an easier assignment with Kansas. I know you don't want to ever say there's an easy assignment with Patrick Mahomes, but certainly right. with the options he has to throw to. Uh, so Kansas City's defense could be more of the deciding factor having to shut down a hot Josh Allen. No, true. So I think the run game is going to be vital for Buffalo. They're going to have to be able to run the ball. So, But they're also going to have to make sure that, you know, Diggs shows up and, you know, you're going to have to make sure that the tight ends are getting, are, are showing up in the offense. It can't be just Josh trying to run around and, you know, make a play here and there. You need a total complete offensive, you know, situation with these guys. Cause if not, Kansas city might be able to pull it off. I'm not a fan of them. I still think they've got a lot of holes. They can't catch the ball, but with Mahomes, you got to give them that, got to give them that shot. Can't wait to see who gets the fraudulent call next Sunday. <laughs> wow, yeah, because whoever loses, I think, becomes the king of fraudulentville. So we're going to find out. Yeah, well, we are going to find out. Uh, we finally get a few days off to recharge our batteries. Bucks McGee, uh, wild card weekend ended uh, with a nice little cherry on top for you. So uh, your final thoughts on wild card weekend, this camp advancement. And uh, the the opening round of the playoffs as a whole, sir, take us off man. Well, like you said, wild card weekend. Uh, Dallas fans, I apologize, but just another year for you guys, Green Bay fans. Be proud. Good job, but for all my folks in Tampa Bay, for all those who doubted us, Baker Bay all day, every day. The divisional is going to be interesting to see what happens. Can't wait. Nutmeg, it's been an honor, and we'll see what next week brings.